Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Does the thought of the rapture give you anxiety? In today's prophecy update, Pastor J.D. talks about how God desires for the rapture to be a sign for hope for Christians. The world is an inherently evil place, and each passing day it becomes more evil. The rapture is a sign of hope because that's when Jesus will return to take his church. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 4th, 2023. Kindly allow me to begin with 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 18. I'll read through to verse 20. The Apostle John, by the Holy Spirit, writes, verse 18, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. And then he says this, verse 20, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Oh, I can't wait. I'm also going to include 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, by way of an introduction as it will be germane to our understanding of what the Lord's put on my heart to share with you today. John again writing, verse 1, chapter 4, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. 
Okay, (laughs) so why am I starting out this way? Because of the why behind the what. Namely, why we can be filled with hope instead of fear, knowing what time it is on God's prophetic clock. Spoiler alert, it's the last hour on God's prophetic clock. Now, I am keenly aware of the often asked question of why is it that now is the last hour, when John wrote that this is the last hour 2,000 years ago. He wrote, this is the last hour 2,000 years ago. Here we are 2,000 years later, and oh, 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 now it's really the last hour. What's up with that? Well, simply put, it is by God's divine design that every generation from the first coming of Christ would be anticipating the soon appearing of Christ and subsequent second coming of Christ. Uh, By the way, when the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonian church in chapter 4 in his first epistle, describing and prophesying about the rapture, says, that the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are still alive and remain. Wait, what? We? Paul. (laughs) Paul was a we. Then, again, about 2,000 years ago, we who are alive and remain will be caught up. Paul thought it could be in his lifetime, and it could have been by God's design, every generation, and this for no less than two reasons. The first of which is the aforementioned encouragement and hope, which is what I want for us to focus on today. I find it very interesting that at the end of that, Paul would say, therefore, encourage one another with these words. What words? What I just wrote you about the dead in Christ rising first, and then those of us who are alive and remain, the we will also be caught up to meet them in the air and be with the Lord forever. Be encouraged and encourage one another with these words. Why why would you need to be encouraged and encourage one another with these words? I know this is deeply profound. It's because they're discouraged. Let me try that again. Why do you need to be encouraged? Because you're discouraged. Why are you discouraged? Well, that's the whole point. God wants us to be encouraged. God wants us to have hope. And this is the encouragement. And this is the hope. But there's a second reason that's just as important. And it's that every generation would have an urgency in being ready for the Lord, vis-a-vis the urgency of getting right with the Lord. This is 1 John chapter 3. 
verses 2 and 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, appears, that's the rapture, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Do you see those two words? They're roommates, by the way, encouragement and hope. They live together, they reside together, they're roommates together, they pay rent together. They actually don't pay rent, but just trying to use an illustration. Now we are going to go more in depth into this when we get to chapter 3, and we will get to chapter 3. I cannot promise that we'll get to chapter 3 in 1 John before the rapture, but if we do, we'll get to chapter 3 in 1 John. But we're going to go more in depth into this. But there's something I need to point out here, and it's in a word, hope such that everyone who has this hope that Jesus will soon appear in the rapture will be propelled to purity, propelled to get your affairs in order, to loosen your tight grip on this world, and get ready to go. First, when we live our lives knowing that Jesus could come at any time, it has this effect on us of causing us to live righteously in Christ in our anticipating of the appearance of Christ. Think about the two servants in the parable Jesus taught at the end of Matthew chapter 24. You had the righteous servant lived righteously, was found faithful, good and faithful servant, contrasted with the one who said, nah, there's no urgency. My master delays his coming, and he did not, because of that, live righteously and was not found faithful. Again, by God's design, when you have that anticipation that your master could return at any time, at an hour you expect not, you'll be found faithful doing that which he's called you to do, living righteously, because you just don't know. So you always have to be ready. There's another part to this, and it's this effect of living pure and holy lives in Jesus Christ, coming packaged with the hope in the soon appearing of Jesus Christ. Pastor, wait a minute, didn't you just say that? Not exactly. <laughs> Let me explain. See, it's when you have this hope, it's only when you have this hope 
that it makes what you're going through easier to get through knowing that you have the rapture to look forward to, and that's the whole purpose. This is a general epistle, and as all three letters from John are, it's not written specifically to a church, it's a general epistle written to the early church, the Christians. What was the purpose of John being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these letters? Oh, to encourage the discouraged believers. How's he going to encourage the discouraged believers who were losing hope by renewing their hope? How's he going to renew their hope? Oh, by encouraging them that just hold on, it's not much longer. This is what you have to look forward to. The blessed hope, our only hope, the return, the appearing of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I guess this is as good of a time as any. I hope you don't tire of me saying it. And I mean this literally, this is not hyperbole. This is the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning, is, is knowing that it could be today. <laughs> and it's also the only thing that helps me when I put my head on the pillow at night. Notice I didn't say sleep. <laughs> it's just knowing that He could come at any time. He could come tonight. He could come tonight. And see, that hope, knowing that, that settles me, it steadies me, it readies me. And that's the only way, and again, I, this is not hyperbole, and the Lord knows my heart, it's the only thing that maintains my sanity. My sanity in an insane world becoming more insane seemingly with each passing day. It anchors me. It settles me. And this is why this time in human history, being the last generation before the rapture, should fill all of us with that blessed hope. And I hesitate because I know that's Titus 2.13, and I appreciate it, but we don't really understand it in our day. It's not like, you know, I sure hope. The blessed hope, man, I sure hope. No. It's, it's more like this. It's, it's a blessed hope, certainly, but it's our only hope. Let me say that again. This is our only hope. Our only hope in this last hour. So, if that's the why of this last hour, and 1 John 2, 18 through 20 is the how we can know this is the last hour, then the question is, are we really certain that now is the last hour? The answer? A resounding yes! Amen. Well, how can you be so sure? I'm so glad you asked. Wait, wait, Pastor, I, I'm serious. Well, so am I. How can you be so sure that this 
is the last hour. You, you seem uh, quite uh, uh, certain. Yeah, I am certain, and I do know. And the reason I do know is because God in His Word wants us to know. And He's told us, here's how you can know. And here's why you need to know. And so, I know. <laughs> well, uh, please explain. I will. And that's what we're going to do for the remainder of our time. I'll expound on why. In fact, this is, this is the last hour. So let's go ahead. What follows are just three reasons, among others, as to the certainty, the absolute certainty that the last hour is not near, rather the last hour is here. By way of a preface, I want to encourage you to be a Berean. You know what I mean by that? Acts 17.11, don't take my word for it. You search the scriptures yourself. You study the Word of God and rightly divide the Word of God and see if what I'm going to share with you today is true or not. You be a Berean. Now, this is not exhaustive, but the three reasons as to the certainty, certainty, that this is the last hour are, number one, advanced technology, Number two, mankind's survivability. And number three, deception spiritually. Let's start with number one, advanced technology. Daniel 12.4, before I read it, it's a verse I'm sure many are familiar with. We've talked about it many times before. But before I read, I just kind of want to uh, fill in a couple of blanks, because we've, we've now come with Daniel, who is relatively young at the time, that he gets this revelation and this prophecy, and is told to write about the last hour, the end of time. And so you come to the end of this prophetic revelation. Daniel has actually been referred to affectionately as the Old Testament book of Revelation. And certainly that does comport Daniel and Revelation. They're roommates too. So I guess everybody's roommates now, but Daniel is the Old Testament book of Revelation in a sense. So he comes now to the end of this revelation, this prophetic revelation, this in fact detailed revelation about what's going to happen at the time of the end. And then listen to what in verse 4, Daniel chapter 12, God tells Daniel to do with it. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, a couple thoughts real quick. 
This is not just that technology would increase. It also carries with it the idea of knowledge of Bible prophecy will increase. And here's how I get there, by the way. You have this prophecy in the book of Daniel, detailed in in some respects. This detailed prophecy, Daniel's given this vision, this revelation of the time of the end, and then he's told, seal it up until the time of the end, and then at the time of the end, we're going to open this thing up. And the knowledge of that which I've told you to seal up will increase. The knowledge of Bible prophecy will increase. Technology will increase. It will be so advanced at the time of the end. In fact, I want you to keep this prophecy shut until that time. Well, it's that time. And we're opening this thing up. And we're understanding it, and our understanding of it is increasing. Our knowledge is increasing. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most compelling reasons for this being the last hour today, it would be today's technology. And the reason being is that the advances in technology in just the last five to ten years is the precise technology that's described in the pages of Bible prophecy today. In other words, were technology to continue advancing as fast as it has, you would very soon exceed the technology described in Bible prophecy. And just let's just think that through together, if you don't mind. Let's just say for purpose of discussion, hypothetically, that technology were to increase at the speed that it has increased heretofore, which it's not going to be the equivalent because it's exponential. You know what I mean by that? So the technology has advanced in the last five years. It will not advance proportionately in the next five years it will advance even faster in the next five years. So wouldn't it stand to reason, again, just think this through with me, wouldn't it stand to reason that if that were the case and this were not the last hour, that the, the technology described in Bible prophecy would not be present in the world today? We would not have that technological capability because it's describing something that is so far advanced, so far into the future, that it it cannot actually happen now, because that technology does not exist now. Here's the truth of the matter, and I want you to really listen to what I'm about to say to you. The technology that we have today is actually old technology that has just been released to the public. And when I say that, this is not an exaggeration. This technology has been around for decades. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>